You are listening to the 26th episode of Talk and Rock with GMH. Let's talk and rock. It's Talk and Rock with GMH. Welcome to the podcast where we talk rock. I'm your host, GMH. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in uh, to this week's episode of Talk and Rock with GMH. Uh, sorry I was late on uh, this week's episode. Um, I've been doing a lot of interviews lately uh, sp- from specifically a lot of people from Winnipeg. Um, but I'm getting these interviews uh, ready to release uh, to you guys. Uh, so yeah, so let's jump into the song of the week. Uh, first off, this week's song of the week is brought to you by All Canadian Renovations for all of your home renovation needs in the Winnipeg area. Contact them at 204-779-6900 or visit them at www.acrltd.ca. All Canadian Renovations, come home to quality. This week's song of the week is When the Children Cry by White Lion. Um, So I don't really listen to a whole lot of this band, but I stumbled across this song not too long ago. Um... First off, the song is almost a hundred percent, almost a hundred percent acoustic. It was released in '87, uh, and it, it's sort of like a rock ballad in a way. Um, it's like a four-minute song with like just the acoustic guitar, a few effects, like a few synthesizers in the background, and uh, the singer's really cool voice. Um, it honestly blends well all together, and um, definitely recommend uh, you listen to the song. It's a slower one, um, but it's defi- definitely very enjoyable and was made by very talented musicians. So I recommend you go check that out. Thank you once again to All Canadian Renovations. Hey guys, so today our special guest on the podcast is a member from the Winnipeg band Apollo Sons. Why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, hi, my name is Ed DeRoche. Uh, I'm the the band leader, guitarist, uh, kind of like doing the the everything behind the scenes, and then coordinating with our team as well. But uh, yeah. yeah, band's been around for about four years now, and uh, yeah, we're just trying to navigate this whole COVID no touring thing. So yeah. Um, so how long have you been playing music for yourself? Uh, let's see. Oh geez, probably half my life now. I'm I'm 32, and I started when I was 15. So, okay. Um, but I only started um, playing seriously and really trying to get better, and like actually not as a take it from a hobby into more of like an actual uh, you know pursuit. Yeah. Uh, for, for probably about like the last eight years or something, and just doing doing the work and you know putting my time in and all that. Yeah. Uh, so was there anybody who really inspired who, anybody who has really inspired you as a musician? Uh, like in general, in general, the- I guess like, um, was there anybody specifically who sort of drew you towards music, specifically speaking a musician in particular? Okay. Um, well, I mean, I, I did have some some like mentors I guess like uh 
like people that my like mom would date new musicians okay and they would come over sometimes when i was first getting into guitar and like come hang out listen to records and like and like you know they're showing me like uh you know like led zeppelin and rolling stones and aerosmith and all that and like jeff beck and you know hendrix and pink floyd so so i got like the the classic rock treatment you know the very blues based yeah uh blues based rock um and then there were some local guys guys and gals when i was um when i was like uh around 20 i was working at this bar called the king's head yeah and uh they, every sunday they had this great house band called all the king's men and uh, and every musician in that band was just like so good uh, just uh, very, very musical, great yep. at jamming and improvisation. But they were they were just so tight. So I I would get off work on Sunday nights, and yep. I would go upstairs, and they would just be like jamming and like you know you could just see it. It was just so good. Uh, you know everyone dancing on tables and yeah, it was crazy. It was so much fun. Yeah, and it was it was a clinic. Yeah. So you so you mentioned that you sort of you know brought the band together. How did the band form, your band? How did my band form? The Follow Sons, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I was, let's see, I, was, I, I think it was like 26, 26 or 27. My previous band had just, um, uh, just broken up. Yeah. And me and the bass player wanted to continue playing music, but we didn't really have any ideas we, we just were like let's just jam let's just invite some of our favorite local musicians yeah we'll play some shows yeah and uh yeah and we'll just um we'll just wing it we pretty much booked some shows and then we just we just like improvised a whole set and what okay. was like the indicator that it would potentially be a good thing was that the response to that from the audience was way more enthusiastic than anything we had written up to that point so we were like <laughs> Oh, okay. I like. I guess we shouldn't sing because me and him are terrible singers. So we're like, okay, well, let's just do this instrumental thing. People really started uh, enjoying it, and then we just decided to put together a consistent lineup, like a band, and then yeah. we started rehearsing a lot and like writing and uh, working on on songs, and then it just kind of built yeah. up from there. It was a four piece to begin with. We never had horns in the beginning. It took us like six months to get a horn in. And then we just like, and then it just all of a sudden it um, it just kept on building and and just people dug it and yeah. Within a year, we were like, well, let's just get an album out, which we did, and then we went on tour immediately. And and my whole thing is like, well, I've been messing around in the music business or industry for the last five years, and I'm kind of like spinning my wheels here. So we took it very seriously. I didn't want to be like a garage band in Winnipeg. Um, yeah. You know, so it was very much intentional of like, yeah, let's just get out on the road immediately. Let's start like, you know, um, getting on every stage we can and, and just and just blowing people away, you know, or doing our best. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the, the reception to the band has, has been really great and it really it really helped us a lot. So it, it was very much like we're going to put it together. We're going to get it and then we're going to go out on the road. There was no like right. there was no like messing around and, you know, all that. Yeah. Um, so I really started listening to you guys a little bit when, um, I asked you if you wanted to come on the podcast and then I was listening to you guys some more today. Um, I really love your song, 
an impossible bond. What oh, sort yeah. of so was that sort of based off of you know like a Mission Impossible sort of theme, something yeah. like that? Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> It was directly lifted. Uh, the, 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 those are the, both the impossible uh, Mission Impossible and um, and the James Bond themes. But what we did was uh, we we, we kind of like put our own little twist on it. Yeah. And then we kind of wrote this piece in the middle of the song that combines the two. And it goes from Mission Impossible thing to the James Bond thing. And then we put that together as like the connector piece at like the three minute mark. Uh, yeah. And, and then we made, a, I don't know if you've seen the video for it, but we made this like spy film video, a music video. Like, like it's like, you know, we have our own villains and henchmen and there's like an evil layer. It was like this whole big production. We, uh, yeah, we, we like went a little nuts. It was like this like 10 day shoot with like 40 of our friends and it was, it was really fun but uh yeah yeah that was kind of our every, yeah. ev- like everyone likes that song that's the one that people I know right for. and especially it, it works for a band like you guys um oh thank you with and was was um did you guys have any trouble at first deciding you know what you guys want to go with and going with sort of the instrumental Sound combining, you know, jazz and rock elements, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, we kind of knew like right off the hop, because uh, me and me and the bass player uh, that I mentioned before, we had been trying to sing and write more like rock songs and like, you know, like appeal to that kind of thing. But um, yeah. when we started just like uh, messing around with the instrumental stuff and just were. And just like um, improvising and jamming, it just felt more like connected. If if you know what I mean, just like yeah, it felt more honest. And then people see that and and, and they hear it. You know, like authenticity cuts through. So right. it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a full like we're gonna be instrumental. This is the date that we chose this. It was more of just like oh, this feels right and like and i feel good about this and i can and 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 i can um i can get behind it and like push it for sure and um what are some of your favorite parts about um playing in a band in general because i ask this question sometimes but i always get different answers so to you what's what's your favorite part about playing music specifically with a band uh, I really like the um, the living like aspect of the type of music that we play. Like every yeah. song changes from show to show. Not 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 a huge amount, but there will always be little things that kind of um, are open in 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 a lot of the songs, and we and right. we try to like just have fun with it and not like. Uh, not not like judge it or like predetermine what we wanted to sound like that night yeah uh so i really like that um i really like playing shows i love getting being on stage and like seeing a huge crowd of like sweaty people it's like my favorite thing um yeah just just sharing music uh yeah i know um lately we've gone to the point where we've gone on tour and a lot and made 
some really great friends and fans and uh, communities all over Canada. So yeah. it's really nice when like people you don't know or yeah. they don't have any reason to tell you they like it. They're just like, we really like this. And, and, and that feels really good that, you know, you create something and, or you've helped create and, and, and a complete stranger's like, this means a lot to me. And it's, that's a yeah. really nice feeling. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, could you tell me, do you have any, uh, tour stories that you'd like to share with us? Uh, <laughs> uh I mean, there's definitely like some good ones. Oh, geez. Um, I'm trying to, cause there's, there's tour stories that we share amongst the band. Okay. And then there's like, you know, we, some of them aren't appropriate. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there's been like, uh, there's just been like, uh, it's just, <laughs> There's just like these these ridiculous characters you meet, right? Like uh, in Windsor, Ontario, this guy couldn't pay to get into the door, so he said that he would write us a poem. So we let him in, and he's sitting there as we're as we're playing, and and he wrote this beautiful poem that actually I still have. Like he wrote on coasters from the bar. He wrote this <laughs> beautiful poem and like gave it to us at the end of the show with three bananas. He gave us three bananas as well. And, um, and the poem is so nice that I included it in the liner notes of our last album. I was like, this is really nice. And, um, uh, yeah. Uh, what do we call him? Like crazy banana man or something like that whole tour. Um, but you know, you, yeah, you just meet so many people and, um, like, like, yeah, like one time, uh, Glenn, our drummer was yep. like, he, uh, we were on the East coast, uh, in New Brunswick playing this festival and the festival was great. I woke up, I woke up so hungover and like, like just so out of it. And they ended up like feeding us like fresh caught lobster the next morning. And this is like East coast lobster. It is beautiful. Uh, it was so good. And like, you know, when you're, when, when you've been playing music until two in the morning and then you party after and then you wake up and it's the break of dawn and someone gives you lobster. This is pretty sweet. It, it doesn't happen all the time, but it, when it does, um, but yeah, uh, but, but Glenn, he, he like, he, he like meets his friends at, at, at like the after party of this show. And then it's like this festival's out in the middle of nowhere kind of, but it's attached to a town. Uh, in, in New Brunswick, but it's okay. like on the outskirts. So one of the people that helps out with this festival has an Airbnb, like in town, but in the middle of the room or in the middle of the house is a room, and and, and, and it's like a sex dungeon. And we're, and we're and Glenn's like, I stayed in this weird house that had a sex dungeon. We're like, uh, what? And then he's like retelling us, and we're like, um, well. All right, like that's crazy, but awesome. Uh, so, so it's just stuff like that, you know. You just meet and kind of go, you know. You kind of yeah. go where, like, you know, so someone asks if you want to hang out, and you know, you're just meeting the locals. And I guess you know, sometimes you, wind, yeah, yeah um, you, you just wind up in weird places. Yeah. So, um, I have a follow up question to ask some of that in a second, but first off, um. I mean, I guess this is a silly question sort of to ask, but how has COVID really affected, I mean, the Apollo Suns from your view? Um, well, I mean, we had a hundred, 120 dates and they've all been pushed back to 2021. And, uh, the hard thing is, is that there's no end date 
like we don't know when COVID is going to be over, how long it'll take, when it'll go back to normal, how many venues will survive, how many right. festivals, how many bands. Everyone's just kind of waiting around, and that's uh, it's it's pretty mentally stressful, you know. Like you're you're trying to plan ahead, and like everyone in the in the industry in the music community works really hard. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work that a lot of people don't see. Um, so it's been, you know, we're like trying to stay positive, and we've been rehearsing a lot, and yep. uh, but you know, we're like hopefully next year we're touring again, and <laughs> you know, but maybe not, and so we're just kind of like playing this waiting game, and uh, and it sucks, you know, like we, we don't have an end date. If someone was like, like, all right, COVID will be done January first, and you're like, oh, thank God we can get back, but it could be way longer it could be way shorter it could right. you know no one knows so um that's kind of my, like minus the loss of work and the amount of tour dates that you know got flushed down the toilet um yeah we're kind of just waiting around not waiting around we're, we're working behind the scenes but yeah you know we're, we're kind of just like really ready to get back on the road yep um yeah. so do you have a favorite venue that you've played uh, like in general or in Winnipeg? Um, I was going to say in general, but if you have one outside of Winnipeg, then do one from Winnipeg, I guess, and then one from outside. Sure. Uh, Winnipeg, like, okay, so, so this is kind of like, uh, when we were first starting, we played the cavern a lot at the, in Winnipeg and it was like a hundred person room and it was so gross and sweaty in there that I loved it. And, like, you pack 100 people in there, it's jammed. So that was a really great way to cut our teeth. Uh, lately, we've been enjoying playing the Park Theater a lot. Yeah. Because uh, the sound system's really great. We can Now that we can sell 300 tickets and, like, fill the room, it's, right. it's really nice. Uh, on the road, uh, Bo's Bar and Grill in Red Deer, Alberta is great. They, like, feed you so well. Uh, <laughs> and, like, it always has tons of people there. It's, like, it's it's so nice. Uh, everyone's great they just love music there um where else the fire hall brewery in oliver bc is great um the rolla pub in rolla bc uh palomina smokehouse in uh calgary yeah there's the, the like every city i find has a like a couple really great venues that yeah like, just really love musicians and, and music and just treat you well yeah but uh yeah so do you have any advice for beginner guitarists or musicians? Beginner musicians? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I would say for beginners, like practice, 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 uh, learn by ear. Don't read tabs. Tabs are, tabs are bad. Uh, they don't, and, and play with as many people as you can that are better than you. Um, and one final one, Learn how to listen, not how to play. Right. Uh, mo- most people, when they're beginning, want to play, play, play. And it's really important to learn how to listen to everything that's going on around you so you can, like, so you know where to fit in, you know? Right. And, like, yeah. And, like, that's something that everyone is still learning. And, like, I, you know. Yeah. That I, yeah, think about every day. Yeah. So, um, before we wrap this interview up, um, Anything else that you would either like to add? Where where can people find your guys' stuff, support you guys, follow you, all that sort of stuff? 
Okay, so you can find us on uh, Spotify, Apple Music for streaming. If you want to financially support us, you can go buy our album at Bandcamp, and we actually see that money. Um, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, we're uh, YouTube, follow, subscribe, all that. We're very active. If if anyone ever sends us a message, I always reply um, and like make sure to yeah just you know just reach out uh we yeah we just want to say thank you for all the support to everyone out there um yeah and if you haven't checked us out go uh put our stuff on repeat well awesome thank you um thank you so much for coming on the podcast absolutely thanks for uh, having me all right awesome um so thank you so much uh one more time to ed from apollo sons Make sure that you go check them out. Like you said, you can follow them um, sort of all over. Find them on Spotify. Give them a follow. Like their songs. Um, give them support. Um, and also, thank you to the Song of the Week sponsor for this week, All Canadian Renovations. And thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I've got some pretty cool episodes coming up with interviews and a special edition uh, a special edition episode that a lot of people are involved in and know about but has not been formally announced yet so stay tuned for that announcement in that episode anyways thank you guys so much uh for tuning in i'm gmh signing off let's talk and rock it's talk and rock with gmh